0: Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. He got out of his car and tried to kiss me. I pulled back. I was still not wanting an affair. I was not sure what I wanted. Most likely, I just liked the way it felt to be wanted. This did not stop his calls. Several more weeks went by and we met up again, this time by the water. After walking and talking for an hour, I could not take the suspense anymore. I leaned in and kissed him. It was like fireworks. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Raw Truth Podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does the word ponder actually mean? According to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind, to think about and reflect on. On Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, we do just that. We discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? Or what about stories of disastrous one-night stands? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where we talk about taboo subjects or whatever comes to mind. I leave that up to you guys. I ask you for suggestions, and today we're actually going to talk about Just that, one of the suggestions a great listener had suggested. And what he had written was the one that got away and reunited. And so what I did was I put out the word for both. So the one that got away, tell me about that story, or the reunited one, tell me about that story. So today it looks like I'm going to share three of the stories that I did receive. I think we all basically have a general understanding as to what that really means but I still wanted to share an article from askapril.com and it's called the one that got away, meaning what does it mean? And it was written um, or last updated June 15th of 2020 by April Macario. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Let's read a little bit about what she wrote and her thoughts on what it means. And then we will go on and hear some of the stories that our listeners submitted. So again, the one that got away, meaning what does it mean? When a relationship like that ends, you tend to look back and wonder. Maybe if things were different, both of you would have ended up on the altar. Do you have a particular person that fits this description? Someone in your past that still haunts your present? A love interest that was so good to you, you wish things with them had worked out. If so, this article offers a few tips to help you get over that person, the one that got away, what it means. Quote, the one who got away is simply someone you regret losing because you deeply feel the person was the right one for you. This person possibly checked most of your boxes and was the best you ever had, both past and present. You'll always love them, even though you're in a new relationship. You might even end up in a new relationship filled with love, commitment, and other important virtues. You'd think that's enough to keep the memory of the one who got away at bay. However, it is imperative to note that he will always have an exalted place among your past lovers. Also, the one who got away is usually different from all of your other exes. You keep seeing his face on almost every guy on the street. A part of you never wants to move on from him, and touching other people makes you feel a bit disgusted. Also, your friends know not to bring him up. You get jealous and broken when you hear that he is with someone new. Moving on from him becomes very difficult. You keep regurgitating memories of you and him. Nevertheless, this concept has been speculated to a mere illusion and some feel it doesn't exist. The feeling emanates from idolizing a person so much that he becomes the perfect character in your mind. If he were so perfect, He would still be in your life by now, right? That being said, here are five tips to get over him. Number one, get off the internet for a while. One of the most effective ways of getting over someone you love and care for is keeping a distance from them or avoiding anything that would remind you of them. In this case, the internet. Facebook, Instagram, or any social platform might serve as an easy point of contact to him. Therefore, it is recommended that you keep off the internet for a while, so you don't bump into his cute photos online, or accidentally start stalking him. Number two, keep your distance. Keeping distance from your ex is an effective way of getting over them. As the case may be, this will limit physical contact with them and reduce any emotional uprising between the two of you. I know it's usually said that absence makes the heart grow fond, but not in this case. Number 3. Accept he's gone. No matter how good this guy was to you, he's in your past and things can't be the same as before. You may always love him or merely have a soft spot for him, but it's time to let go and accept the one that got away will remain in your past. Every time you remember your relationship with this guy, remind yourself that the relationship is over and come to terms with that. The proper thing to do in this scenario is to take up courage and deal with the fact that he is never coming back. Number 4. Give other people a chance. As much as you still want to have him back, it would help if you made plans to move on. There are numerous guys that would like to be with you. This doesn't mean you should like just anyone. Take your time and mingle with other people if you haven't done that already. Give others a chance and keep your options open. Do things like going on dates, join dating apps, and socialize more. It's a good way of getting over the past. Number five, be happy for them. Letting go is never a simple task, especially when you still like or even love this person. Most times, even when you claim to have moved on, you end up getting jealous when you see a picture of him with another girl. The most useful thing to do at this point is to be genuinely happy for him. The truth is, no matter how good things were with him, that's all in the past. Focus on the present. Maybe this time, you'll actually end up with someone you love, respect and can't live without. Frequently Asked Questions What to say to the one that got away? There are several things you could say as a way of expressing your true feelings for him. They include so that you know I do not hate you. I think of you sometimes. You meant the world to me. You made me stronger. I still care a lot about you and I'm truly happy for you. How do you know if he's the one that got away? People like this are usually different from all of your exes. A part of you never wants to move on from him and touching other people makes you feel a bit disgusted. Plus, your friends know not to bring him up. You get jealous and broken when you hear that he is with someone new. Moving on from him becomes very difficult and you keep regurgitating on memories of both of you. What to do when the one got away comes back. The first thing to do at this point is to weigh your options. Think carefully before you make this decision. Remember why you broke up in the first place. Could that still be a factor in the future? Consider what your family and friends will think about this. More so, try to be sure that he still genuinely loves you, and that hasn't changed over time. Is there always one person you never get over? Yes, we all have that one person we dated at some point that meant the world to us. A close look at our previous lovers will make you realize that there is this one guy who ticked almost every box. He did not cheat, lie, or womanize. He was handsome, caring, and he gave you great sex. However, holding on to the memories of this guy when there is no hope of getting him back is not productive. Is there such a thing as the one that got away? To be emphatic about this, this concept is more of a myth that you create for yourself. The best explanation for this is that you just built up this idea of this ideal character, making it seem like you'll never find someone as great as him in your life. If he were so perfect, he would be in your life still, right now. In conclusion, in this article, I have spent the time to dissect the concept of the one that got away for your full comprehension. Now you know what it means and will have a better chance of dealing with the one that got away. This is one of the most common issues our female readers face. It makes you wonder whether he actually liked you or not and then it goes on from here and having you do a quiz and such so the link to this article will be in the episode notes if you want to check it out and see what you think and i think a lot of women who have had affairs probably can really understand this article the one that got away um you know the person that you wanted to be with but you were forbidden to be with because you were committed and married or in a relationship with somebody else Uh, but you always wonder you know what would have happened um you know and then the right there with the lying and the cheating and the womanizer think of those things and at least i do because when i i was thinking back over my time and as i read that i thought no this person was lying this person was such and such i don't know if i could trust them so those are just good points and if you're new to let's ponder uh, let me explain that the podcast for the last couple of years, these, this Let's Ponder was running on my Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast. Um, it was running, you know, with it. So it was easy to kind of talk about the topics and understanding that this was in regards to infidelity. Um, so if you're new and you're not familiar, you consider you could certainly subscribe to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Um, a lot of times on Let's Ponder, we will hit, infidelity especially female infidelity so just a little info on that moving on now to stories submitted by listeners this first one is a story from a man and he was the one that suggested this topic so he gets to go first he wrote before I met my spouse back in the mid-1990s I met a woman when I was about 25 she was about the same age as me we were both in high-stress careers, but when we met, we clicked, and we went out on a few dates. She liked comedy movies, especially Chris Farley, and she liked trying craft beers. I had just gone through a bad breakup from my first fiancé. That story is that she was in college with a guy I went to high school with, and both of them were taking the same courses, and they were a part of a study group. The two of them ended up doing more than studying of anatomy than actual books. So, needless to say, I had an issue with not wanting to get serious, even though I wanted to. I also was being quite reserved. After a few dates, the furthest we had gone was making out and soft petting. Our last true date, she wanted to go shoot pool. She was very competitive and told me how good she was. I had shot pool in college but only slop and I was average. I told her I was not very good so we decided to play slop the first game. I ended up winning game one. Then we went to calling shots and I ended up winning there too. The third game she said okay bank shots and called the shots. I started calling ridiculous things to try to throw the game and she was still making the shots. The fourth game? I decided I was not even going to try to make any shots at all. She said it was my turn to break. Well, you guessed it, I sank the 8 on the break. I was not happy with myself. The next day, I went to her work to apologize to her and try to smooth things over. While I was there, one of my coworkers saw us talking. He walked up and he made a comment about her being his girlfriend. I kind of decided I didn't want to be hurt, realizing she had been hanging out with him. We talked a couple of other times about the situation. She said he was fun to hang out with and party with, especially at his lake cottage. He came for money, had all the toys, boats, jet skis, four-wheelers, and a cottage on a lake at his disposal. I figured I couldn't compete, so I backed off. About a year later, I ran into her at a club and we talked. She called me up and asked to hang out. I went over to her apartment and played cards with her and her roommate. We drank quite a bit, but I had to work in the morning. Her roommate urged me to stay the night and kept trying to get her to let me sleep in the same room as her, but as a gentleman, I slept on the sofa. I woke up to my alarm at 5am and left to get ready for work. After that night, we talked a couple more times, but she really didn't want to go out again. I learned she had moved out of the country, so I thought I would never see her again and moved on with life thinking of her once in a while. Fast forward to 2015. I was at my daughter's sporting event, and I had to bring a dish for the girls to snack on between rounds of competition. My wife, at this point, was quite absent from our daughter's life. She would do anything for her two children with her first husband, but never much with our daughter. In fact, on more than one occasion, our daughter's friend's parents would ask, what happened to her mother? Thinking I was a single father. One time I had the mother of one of the girls on the team a grade below my daughter's team, walk up and say, hello, Chris, how have you been? At that moment, I was working with one of the other parents who knew my wife. I was kind of shocked. I didn't recognize the woman saying hello, but she was a tall, stunning blonde with a fit figure in a pretty yellow sundress. In my estimation of time, I thought she was mid-30s, but she seemed to know me pretty well, at least she presented that way. I had no idea who it was, so I responded generally, hi, um, I'm fine, how about you? I then excused myself as my daughter's team was just about to start another round. I wondered who that mom was and looked out but didn't see her again at any of the events. My daughter then moved up to high school and it was two years later before I figured it out. We were at the team orientation for my daughter's sophomore year and again, this blonde but this time wearing scrubs waved and said hello again. I responded likewise but that was all she said. She was there with another guy, and I could tell from the body language there was a lot of tension there, so I didn't want to add to it. They handed out telephone lists of all the team members for freshman, JV, and varsity teams. I looked through the list, and I saw the name, and I recognized it. It was her. Through the season, I kept looking out and didn't see her at any of the events. Then one day near the end of the season, I was sitting there, and she was behind me. We chatted pleasantly. I really felt guilty about not recognizing her, so I ended up sending her a Facebook message apologizing for not recognizing her. We chatted a few times and she told me she was divorced. I think one of the other moms had indicated that she thought I was not married, but I told her I was. This was also during the period of time when I was discovering my wife's past infidelities but I was trying to keep it together for my daughter. Anyhow, we chatted about catching up but then lost track of each other. I will say that as she aged, she did get prettier, at least in my opinion. My daughter has since graduated and I am working on an exit strategy as I have come to realize just how toxic my wife's family is. While writing this, I tried to look up her profile again on Facebook and it has been deleted. Well, that's a great story. Thank you so much for sending that in. And it's funny how, you know, those years we go on with life and they're not so fresh in our minds. They're always back there, but I think we're picturing how they were all those years prior. So when people change and I, I think women change less dramatically than men. Um, unfortunately, (laughs) poor men because I see them at class reunions and the women are still trying to keep up and wear their makeup and you know some of them have gained weight like the rest of us some of them aren't Um, skinny brats no I'm just kidding but um, but the men a lot of times I saw somebody at my last reunion who I've been talking with on Facebook for years he sends in stuff as you know some of my ponder questions and stuff and he said hello to me and I'm like looking at him well he is bald but he had a full beard (laughs) and he doesn't and when you see somebody on social media versus in person sometimes they don't look the same either so I it, it makes sense to me why you know maybe you didn't recognize her I mean complete sense number two this was sent in from a woman and actually I'm trying to get her full story for the infidelity podcast I need to follow up with her so she writes So I met my husband while we were in high school. We worked together at the Outlet Mall. We started dating for a little bit, but then we broke up. After we broke up, we never talked again. He went to a different high school. I always thought about him off and on. I happened to look him up on Facebook and saw that he was married with two small children, babies. But he and his wife had a joint Facebook account and I didn't want to send a request or message him as I didn't want his wife to be like, who the fuck is this chick? So I continued to Facebook stalk him. I swear I'm not a creeper. For many years, I'd check his Facebook page. During all of this, I married unhappily with young kids myself and didn't want to upset my husband by adding my ex. So a couple of years go by without me checking his Facebook page. Life got busy and I forgot about him. Then one day he crossed my mind. So I looked him up on Facebook and see he's divorced, but he has a girlfriend. He has his own Facebook account, so I messaged him. He immediately messages back saying, oh my God, how are you? What made you think to message me, etc. So we chatted for a few days, all day long, on Messenger. I find out that his girlfriend doesn't work, has anger issues, and he's just not happy. Just what I wanted to hear. Because I'm miserable with a controlling husband. So he says he wants to see me and say hi. So we agree to meet up at a pet store parking lot one day after work that's in our hometown. We meet up, chat real quick because our significant others are thinking we are coming straight home from work. I lied telling my husband that I got caught up at work and I'm not sure what he told his girlfriend. We thought it would be better to meet up before work. We both have to be at work at 6 a.m. I've always showed up to work early, so leaving my house early did not raise any suspicion to my then husband. He told his girlfriend he was going to grab a coffee at the gas station. My husband never suspected anything, but his girlfriend caught on quick because she saw something I sent him with a kissy face emoji at the end. She asked him who was sending him kissy faces and he said, I don't know why she sent that. Well, she grabbed his phone, ran to the bathroom, locked the door and called my cell, telling me to leave her boyfriend alone. I actually listened to that voicemail with my husband standing next to me. so. Now we are on alert that his girlfriend knows something is up. We met up the next morning at a park and ride and hooked up in his truck before we headed our separate ways to work. I decided that that day I was going to ask my husband for a divorce. I call him on my way home from work and tell him I want a divorce. I don't love him and that I actually hated him. I told Rob that I asked my husband for a divorce and he was kind of shocked that I did that so soon. I knew my husband and I were over before I even got in contact with Rob. Rob wanted to wait to break it off with Stephanie until after his kid's birthday party, which was weeks away, and I was fine with that. In the meantime, my husband and I are going forward with the divorce, putting our house up for sale, etc. Rob and I meet up one morning at the gas station to chat before we go to work. We parked in the parking lot in the back of the gas station and he got in my car. As we are talking, I looked in my rearview mirror and I see a white Equinox pulling up behind my car. I looked at Rob and said, is that Stephanie? He said, yep. She ran over to the passenger side window and started pounding on it. I rolled the window down and she was screaming at Rob and looking at me telling me all of Rob's flaws. He told her right there and very calmly that she knew he wasn't happy and she has bad anger issues, in which she agreed. The only thing I said to her was, you're psycho and we're going to be together. She looked at me and said, yes, I have anger issues, but I'm working on them. I get it. You're pretty. I wonder what your husband would have to say about this. I said, I'm going through a divorce, so nice try. She said, well, good for you. She pretty much told Rob to come with her. He looked me in the face with her right there and said, I'll call you later. He called me later that day and told me they were over and done with. We now have been married almost three years. I am happier than I've ever been and knew there was a reason that this man weighed so heavily on my mind for so many years. Thank you for sending that. And it's, it's not common for affairs to lead to successful marriages but in this case I think because you guys knew each other a long time you both had lived some life and were both in situations that were unhappy Um, and again knowing each other from the past is a huge huge thing I believe um, that that has made it so you guys are happy and hopefully your husband has moved on and he's found somebody happy hopefully stephanie has been able to move forward and everybody is realizing that this was for the best but as you know i don't condone infidelity by any means i can't judge it people are going to do what they're going to do but they have to do what they feel is right in their lives and this is what you did. So I'm glad things are going well for you. And don't forget to send in your story. (laughs) And number three, from a man. In March of 1984, it was the first time I had ever seen Beth. I was dropped off in front of the church to go on a youth trip. One of my flaws is that I'm very shy. I didn't know her name, but I was always looking for her just to get a glimpse. I found out later that she and her family used to attend our church. I didn't remember them. On the first night of our trip, our group was seated at different tables in a restaurant. While waiting for the food, I went to another table to talk with a friend. Well, The real reason was his table was adjacent to the table that Beth was sitting at. I was knelt down talking and I had a great view of her. I stood up to return to my table and the server brought the tray over my head without me even noticing. Of course, there was a crash and it looked like the cafeteria after a food fight in the movie Animal House. Lovesick and red-faced, I returned to my table. Eventually, she did notice me in the coming months. There was a Valentine's Day banquet for the youth group. We were all to vote for a male and a female. I guess it was a Baptist homecoming king and queen thing. Maybe all the girls conspired to vote a certain way because she and I were elected. Like a typical idiot male, I left early with a couple of friends to go to the movies. My freshman year of high school, I enrolled in the JROTC program. I was also part of the Elite Ranger program as well. Repelling, zip line, survival training. The ROTC cadets hold a military ball. I had the honors of having Beth as my date. Her dad bought her a dress that she was absolutely gorgeous in. I was dressed in my Class A uniform with highly polished combat boots and a black beret. My pant legs were bloused about the boots. I wasn't old enough to drive, so Dad drove us. Her parents took pictures when I arrived to pick her up. That was one of the greatest nights I had ever had in my 15 years of life. There was a band, and one of the senior cadets was talked into singing. It was our first dance. The song was... Can't help falling in love. He sang it almost as well as Elvis did. My sophomore year, she became a freshman. We had a relationship. The high school was located between two towns that had their own elementary schools, so we rode the transfer buses together. I screwed it up when Beth was out for two weeks with mono. I didn't get it because I had it before. This is when a girl I had talked to before started paying attention to me. Her name was Cindy. She actually said she wanted to have sex with me. I had never had sex, but was eagerly awaiting my opportunity to shed my virgin status. Hormones got the best of me, and I began talking to her. We never had sex. Beth finally returned to school, and she had me meet her in the library. But when I got there, Cindy was sitting with Beth. My heart sank when she said goodbye and left crying. That was one of the stupidest things I've ever done. When I was starting my senior year, Beth's father gave me a job in his machine shop. I learned a lot. He also had a farm. I had to help bale hay and care for the cattle. I literally shoved shit out of the barn. Sometimes I would see Beth outside. Springtime rolled around and I had asked Beth to go to the prom with me. I was shocked when she came up to the shop and said she would go. I was so excited. I thought I was actually going to get her back. I was driving by then, and I picked her up and we went to the prom. We had to leave after the pictures so we could make our dinner reservations. It didn't work out. After I took her home, there was no kiss. I told her I always wanted another chance, and I had blown it. After she graduated, I was living in another town and coming home on weekends. Beth and a couple of her other girlfriends came over to the house. We went out on the boat. I was so excited because I hoped I would have another shot. I hurriedly put on the shorts. When we were all in the boat, the others wanted to go to an island, leaving Beth and I alone on the boat. I was a nervous wreck. I noticed I had two... (laughs) Sorry, this is cute. I noticed I had two different shoes on. They were the same color and brand. One shoe was new and the other one was old. Nothing came of it. I continued to wish and never had the confidence to pursue. This went on till I operated the sound system for her wedding. After the ceremony, when I arrived home, Mom said, She's gone. That was around 1991. She divorced a couple years later. After the divorce, I told her that I would like to talk to her when things settled down. One Wednesday night at church, she asked me what I needed to talk about. We went into the kitchen to talk. This was the moment that was 25 years in the making. I was like myself from years ago. I was nervous and my heart and mind were racing. So much to say and struggling for words, I told her that I had never stopped loving her. She was shocked and I felt like I had made a mistake. I apologized and she did hug me. I was disappointed and relieved that I let it out. She knows how I feel and I don't have to carry it around anymore. She remarried not long after, it was to a man she had had a long affair with while she was married to her husband for over 20 years. I have since learned to let her go and focus on making a good life. But to this day, I am terrified of two women. One is my daughter and the other is Beth. I do hope she has a good life. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That sounds like she was real special. And I'll let everybody know. Actually, the person who wrote this sent me the photo of their dance and it was super duper cute. (laughs) You know, back in the 80s. It was cute. Anyway, thank you so much for sending in your story. I appreciate you sharing. And thank you to everybody who is here listening. If you have any great suggestions for Let's Ponder topics, shoot me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. I will be back on March 26th with My Affair with a Married Woman, a story sent in by a listener. And that actually will also be streaming on March 19th on my Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast. But until next time, thank you again for all your support, but until then, take care. You have been listening to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This controversial Yet No Judgment podcast is a safe place where women can share their stories anonymously of why they chose to be unfaithful. If you have feedback or suggestions for future Let's Ponder topics, please email rebecca.rottruth at gmail.com. This podcast was written, produced, and edited by Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.